Hello and welcome to the Two Big Gamers Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Lars Tanti, and this is episode one of the Two Big Gamers Podcast. And joining me tonight, for the very first time, if more episodes to come, is my good mate, Mr. David Rizzuto. David, welcome to the show. And David, how are you, man? Ah, oh, good. Thanks, Lars. Thanks for bringing me on. Yeah, this should be a very, very fun uh, podcast to do, especially considering that we've been locked down for about like a hundredth time already. So yeah. Oh man, so, tell me about it, man. We just got the news today that we're locked down for another two weeks. Yeah. Far out, man. This is um what can I say, man? This is the New York way of living, I guess, man. But um uh, it's probably it's so. probably it's probably it's probably a good excuse for us to play more retro games, man. So yeah. you know Agreed. um I think I think there is a downside to this whole situation, but there's also a plus side too. We can catch up on all of our uh, shows, mm. especially retro video games, which is this is all about. So, um, yeah. yeah, man, I can't complain too much, but it does suck. But what are you going to do, man? All I'll just say is. is I don't think I don't think it will be a permanent new way of living. It will pass. It's just a matter of when. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty hopeful in that regard. But yeah, there's, but that's not the reason why we're talking about this subject. That's right. Obviously, let's just That's right. Talking about Before we start, my friend, how was your yeah. weekend? How was your oh, weekend? Man, it was a, yeah, good question. Um, at the moment, we've got, uh, what is it? Uh, level five, level six restrictions or whatever it is. So yeah, I know, pretty limited yeah. what we can yeah. do. Yeah, so that's all right. the opportunity to did you, exercise. Uh, did, you, did you play any, uh, any video games of sorts or any retro video games? Yeah, well, I'm... I guess nowadays, yeah, you could call it retro since the game is 13 years old. I've yep. been playing the expansion pack for GTA 4, The Ballad of Gay Tony. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's, that's right. Cool, so, that's cool. And you've never played GTA 4, have you? You've only played Vice um, City. Funny Bay, story, yeah? right? Um, so, you probably know I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a collector, um, retro yep. video game collector. I haven't collected any games for, for a while now, um, just because of the cold COVID situation and stuff like that. But... Um, I remember I uh, did stumble on um, GTA 4 for the PS3 when I was at the uh, Leverton Market. And I saw it for five bucks and I had it in my hand. I'm like, oh, it's been a while since I played GTA. Let's give it a whirl. So I remember um, I bought it for five bucks, took it home, and I started playing it. And I just got bored, man. I was like, is this, really? is this it? Is this oh. all I'm getting? Yeah, you know I mean? because oh, because I made that transition. The last game I played from the series was San Andreas, and I thought I was going to be more like San Andreas. But when I played number four, it was this, this the atmosphere was this. It wasn't hitting me, man. When right. I was playing it, okay, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Not, not this in GTA Five. Not sorry, GTA Four. Um, I, I did, I did play a couple of missions in that, but I was got to be bored, man. At that time, I think I was really. Fair enough, fair enough. I was really, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, taking my time and playing uh, Bioshock, the Bioshock series, and all that. Right. Um, Resident Evil. Um, that came out. Biohazard. I think I was around that time when I bought it. Yeah, I was playing Biohazard as well. And uh, yeah, man. Um, so I probably just um, didn't really take my time to play it and understand like appreciate it for what it was but yeah man i like gta man i remember when it first came out on ps1 i was playing it so yeah yeah man but yeah tell me man um how'd you go with the yeah no, it was that 
Yeah, I mean, I've already completed the main story with Nico Belich. Yeah. Uh, and I've already or also completed the other first expansion pack, which yeah. was a lost end hand. That's okay. the yeah. that's focused on the the local motorcycle gang. Uh, but I like uh, Valve of Gate Tony better because of the fact that uh, it feels that there's definitely more to do than the first expansion pack. Uh, there's this one particular mission that was crazy where you play the characters Luis Lopez. Um, he's just, uh, a partner with uh, Tony Prince, who is a nightclub owner popular around uh, Liberty City. Um, and of course, judging by the name the, of the expansion pack, he's gay. So what happens in this particular mission is that you want to get back at this particular blogger who's been talking shit about your character and his boss for spreading rumors about, about them being a homosexual couple and the fact that their popularity in the nightclub scene is on the way down. Yeah. But what's funny is that you invite this blogger to a helicopter ride, and what you actually do is you terrorize him, interrogate him by uh, beating him up, slapping him across the face, and you throw him out of your helicopter, but you catch him <laughs> in midair. So what happens yeah, is you yeah, catch yeah. the guy in midair, yeah. you open up your parachute, and the guy is so terrified that he ends up shitting his pants. So there's a huge wow. shit stain on his Jeez. whole cargo <laughs> pants, and uh, he's crying hysterically. Yeah. Uh, and then what happens? It is, yeah. And it's a typical GTA uh, yeah, yeah. fashion. It's done with funny animatics, okay. funny voice acting, uh, which just makes the situation laugh. No, but yeah. to your original point about not getting into GTA 4, I can definitely understand why on uh, the surface level yet you wouldn't, because, yeah, if you look at Liberty City, it is kind of drab and not as colorful as Vice City or yeah. even San Andreas. So I can definitely, even when I played it the first time, I thought... Yeah, this isn't as vibrant as the, those other two games we're talking about. Because, what, because it's what, also like, yeah, yeah. Because what I couldn't remember, I was just, I wasn't, it wasn't um, drawing me to play it for some reason. It just, I just yeah. got a different vibe when I was playing it. I'm like, oh, you know, um, I thought it was going to be a bit like San Andreas, and there's some elements from San Andreas, but I knew you weren't playing a black dude. But um, you know, I was just one of those things. I was, I was probably just too obsessed with like playing with. Like playing Bioshock and Resident Evil, yeah, um, fair enough. Um, yeah, Biohazard and all that, but you know, uh, it was ages ago, man. You know what I mean? So, um, but I haven't, I haven't, to be honest, but I haven't played any any GTA games ever since. To be honest, since uh, San Andreas. So, yeah, um, but I will. Um, I'll seek it of getting back into San Andreas and playing it on the PC. Um, I know there are, there are a couple of mods for it on moddb.com for, for anybody who's not familiar. Um, anybody who wants to um, play modern, uh, play retro um, games and that with mods, with new updated mods, you can go to moddb.com for all your modding needs. So, um, yeah, right. man, I might check it out. So, yeah. yeah. And they also, speaking of mods, I remember. I showed you a private of a YouTube video where you can even install a first-person mod for Vice City. Yes, yeah, yeah, I saw that, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Funny you said that because when I saw that, um, I didn't know there was a first-person mod for um, uh, for um, Max Payne, mm. the original Max Payne. So now there is yeah. a first-person mod, and I downloaded it, and frick, man, I, I like it more in first-person than third-person. <laughs> because oh, wow. um, for, my, for my whole time playing retro video games, man, all, all the 
all the like first person shooters, I was more into that than any other genre of gaming. Yeah. First Makes person sense. was my go to. But um yeah, man. Um but yeah, I even saw the first person mod for San Andreas and that was pretty cool, you know? Mm. Um and in all the other game I forgot the other games that were mentioned on G um on that on that YouTube video, but the ones that stuck out to me was San Andreas, that's the reason why I wanted to download that mod as well and play it. And the Max Payne I downloaded straight away because I'm I'm a big fan of Max Payne, man. It's a fucking yeah. awesome game. I mean, um, that's also made by... No, was that also made by Rockstar, Rockstar as well? Uh, yeah, it was published by 3D Realms, I believe. And yep. it was developed by... I think it was Rockstar. So have a look real quick. Max Payne. Uh, came out in 1999, I believe. I thought it was 2001. What was that? Oh, was it? Oh, hang on. Oh, the trailer was... No, sorry, my bad. The trailer came out in 2001. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. 2001. It was, what was it? Developers Remedy Entertainment, Rockstar Leeds, Rockstar Vienna. So it was basically Remedy Entertainment were the main developers behind the game, and Rockstar were partially helped develop the game. Correct so they're both wrong. Correctly, if I'm I wrong, think, no, Rockstar yeah. were co-producers, and 3D Realms pretty much published it. Yeah. My understanding. I think yeah, Remedy, Remedy were they the ones who developed Alan Wake? Oh, hang on. Um, so develop yeah, developers were Re Re Remedy Entertainment. The publishers yep. were Gathering of Developers, and producers. Yeah. So the ones that produced it. Was George Bassard and Scott Miller from 3D Realms, right? From 3D Realms Software, so yeah. Yeah, Red, yeah, yeah, I was right. Remedy Entertainment also. Developed. Yeah, that's Alan, right. Yep. Yeah, Alan Wake yeah. was. Alan Wake. That, yeah, Alan that, Wake that was came, that, great yeah, that came that came years after actually, because I remember yeah. that. So I remember seeing that game in 2013, 2012. Yeah, I think it was yeah. actually released in 2010. Oh, there you go, 2010. So I didn't yeah. see it afterwards anyway. Yeah. Because yeah. I was I wasn't in PC gaming back then. I was more um, I was on the PS3 most of the time, and um, and after that, and that's when I started going to PC gaming again. Yeah. After when I got bored of the PS3. Yeah. So, yeah, man. Um, I, think, I think what annoyed I think what amazed me about um, Max Payne because yeah. I remember a friend of mine introduced me to Max Payne yeah. about twenty years ago because he had it right. in his house. Yeah, and yeah, felt like. Right. Yeah, this reminded me of the Matrix with the bullet firing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that, and how that, that took, you could that took inspiration from the Matrix. Yeah, yeah that's right. Uh, with the slow time motion capture when you're playing right. it. Um, yeah, man, fucking, you don't get games like that anymore. Like what, what I'm seeing now in gaming, it's just done. It's just been done before. You know what I mean? Mm. Max Payne was a new IP, freaking awesome storyline. You know what I mean? Gunning down the mafia. And finding out who's behind all this all this corruption, you know what I mean? And and that's what I like. I like original storylines and stuff. What I'm seeing today, I'm seeing the same old Call of Duty's coming out. I'm seeing the same old Far Cry's coming out with the same premise. You know what I mean? Give us another Bioshock. Give us another Half-Life. Give us another, you know what I mean? Or give us a whole new, entire new game that's original. Mm, and not, yeah, and not, a, okay. and not a, like, all right, Cyberpunk. That's a good attempt because yeah. it's... It's been done before, but it's something fresh. You know yeah. what I mean? 
it is pretty formulaic nowadays, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's right. And it's, yeah, so... But anyway, man, um, but yeah, I don't know what to say, man. It's just, uh, I think I'm thinking I'm going back to the retro, then all the newer stuff, to be honest. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, don't hate me, but I'm, I'm a retro man for life. I love my retro video games. I'm always going back in, I'm always going back to it, but I'm not dissing the new games too. The technology yeah. is there. That is, I think the developers got to get more creative and think outside the box when it comes to gaming. So, yeah. I mean, you and me both, we're in perfect company because yeah. I'm a retro guy as well. In fact, That's I was right, so retro. Yeah. I was so retro that around 96, when the 60-bit era was coming to an end, we're heading yeah. to the 64-bit yeah. era, I thought, yeah. this is 64 graphics, 64-bit graphics. It's 16-bit all the way. I mean, that's the only reason I had that attitude is because yeah. I just bought my Mega Drive uh, oh, yeah, year yeah. before, and yeah. I didn't understand it, that um, the 16-bit era was coming to an end. Right. Yep. Time. So I, the, yeah. I thought that, yeah, that was just... Uh, yeah, it was the 32-bit generation. This, the PS1s. That's right. The, um, the Sega Saturns. The 3DOs. Yep. The Jaguars. Oh, the Jaguars 16-bit slash 32 slash 64-bit. But that was a piece of crap, man. But uh, yeah. that's, what we're, that's not what we're going to be talking about today, my friend. Guess what we're going to be talking about? Growing up. With all the consoles and games that what we, we grew up with, yeah. our first yeah. exposure to retro video games or video games from that time period, yeah. And, um, yeah, man, um, if you want, do you want me to start first? It's up to you, um, yeah, you can, you can if you want, all right, cool. Oh, if you want, I can even start, it's up to you, man. <laughs> oh, okay, Fair all right, I think, yeah, since uh, you're hosting, you can begin, all right, cool, no worries, man. All right, so, and we begin. So I remember it was, so my first first exposure, now I think about it, will have to be my my LCD game. <laughs> LCD game. <laughs> LCD okay. game. So before any tech I had, that was my first piece of tech, that LCD game. Are you talking about one of those Tiger handheld games? It wasn't even, I don't think it was even a title handheld. It was, so basically what it was, it was an FM radio and an LCD game. <laughs> That's what I remember. Fair enough. Wow. You remember what? And it, what and it was a car racing, then? it was a car racing game. Like a, okay. like a little car going around. And I played that thing for hours, man. I was like, fuck, this is awesome. Like, you know, as a kid, it's like, <laughs> you're playing with it. You know what I mean? You're in this, dip, 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 dip. Yeah. <laughs> Before beep, beep and yeah, all that, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that's what I that was my my very first exposure. Very first exposure. But my 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 probably my proper first exposure is um when my dad brought um a PC home, a computer. It was a three eight six IBM PC compatible. So my dad used to work for a company called uh, Alexander's Menswear back in the uh, mid-90s. And I remember when I was a kid, I used to go there and muck around, you know, because my dad used to be the sales manager. Oh, sorry, the one of, uh, not the sales manager, actually. Uh, uh, he managed the stores. So each store you went to, he was actually the sales, I'll say sales manager, manager, whatever. Or maybe was he a store manager? Store manager, yeah, yes. Yeah. Say store manager, but it was it was ahead of the you know what I mean. But anyway, so I remember he was managing 
Deer Park, Richmond, and High Point. The most memory I've had was going to High Point and visiting my dad all the time and seeing my dad manage the shop and stuff and what have you. And I remember my dad's boss gave him a computer so he could do his all his stock take and his inventory work at home. So I remember I was probably watching TV. My dad comes through with this big box and I look at it and I go to my dad, is that a computer? I'm like, yes, son, let's set it up. So <laughs> I remember uh, my dad was lugging out the big box and uh, we put it in my bedroom, but we didn't, even, we didn't even have a desk. So <laughs> my dad didn't stick, my, my, so my dad, what you should have done is bought a desk and put it in my bedroom. <laughs> but, it, you know, he was probably just racing home, wanted to get home and just set up the computer. So I remember- That he, must we, have been- ergonomically painful <laughs> working yeah. on a computer playing on a computer without yeah, a desk because I, I, I had to yeah. I had to cross my legs hunch over and and you know oh, tap on the keyboard with my fingers and whatever but yeah hey, so... and it's bad enough in Australia uh, at least here in Melbourne Victoria uh, in public schools we have to actually sit down on the floor with our legs crossed yeah. for most of the day we don't even so have I was, I was used to it anyway because I was at I was in primary school. I was already crossing my legs, and uh, you know, listening to the teacher. Unless, unless that you had um, a lot of uh, loss of blood circulation <laughs> sitting uh, down I, in such I, a long period. <laughs> I would have been, I would have been six years old. So this would have been in 1996. Yeah, come to memory, this would have been nice. So yeah. So anyway, so my dad's we set it up. Or my dad sets it up, does it all nicely. puts it on the puts it on the carpet with the desktop. With the monitor, the CRT, and the mouse, with the mouse pad, and uh, my dad fires it up, uh, boots up for for the very first time as I'm seeing it, and uh, it's, it's booting up, and then he goes into the dust prompt, and my dad types in win, so he goes son, every time you want to go into it, just type in win. I'm like, all right, cool, right. all right, presses enter, then Windows 3.11 boots up, and uh, he he told me. As I could remember, he said to me, um, so son, I'm going to be using this for work, but if you want to muck around with it, there's some games and stuff you can play, like Solitaire and Minesweeper and all that stuff. And my dad was showing me Word and MS Paint. It was actually MS Paint. I used to use that too. Um, and um, I remember my dad left me to it because he, he, wasn't, in, he wasn't in a real rush to get his uh, inventory and stock take done. Um as I could remember. So uh, I remember I was mucking around with it. I was playing with Solitaire and Minesweeper. I was messing around with Paint. Um, then I stumbled across MS Word. I was messing around with that. And then, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then I saw this uh, icon called File Manager, aka Windows Explorer, as we know it today. And uh, I remember I stumbled on this folder called Games, clicked on it. And I saw all these subfolders. I'm like, okay, cool. The first folder I clicked on was Keen 4. Clicked on it. Clicked on the icon or the, ex ex um, the executable. Keen4.exe. Clicked on it. Saw the splash loading screen. Then I saw the logo. It's software. Then I saw Commander Keen 4. Secret of the Oracle. Pressed enter. And then after that, I was hooked, man playing Commander right. Keen 4 for the very first time. My first exposure to my first side-scrolling game. 
Commander nice. Gain 4. Cool. And that game, that was uh, inbuilt in the actual operating system, was it? No, it wasn't. Um, so whoever had the computer last, um, I think what happened, I think the, the boss's son bought a new computer and he gave it to... Oh, he must have... He must... Or the, the father must have grabbed it. So he's right. Simon, if you want to um, do some infantry work, here's a computer if you like, you know? And um, Right, so your dad bought a second-hand computer. I think he bought it or he got given it to... I'm not quite sure. Or he must right. have bought it maybe, yeah, just to do all these... But um, this computer, infantry work regardless, the computer would have been second-hand if it was... Yeah, 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 second-hand, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, was, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I remember playing that for hours and hours on end with my legs crossed over, hunched over and tapped oh, on the... Man arrow keys and the control and the space to jump and shoot and destroying your posture in the process <laughs> probably i don't know man i was a little i was like six seven years old man but i was having oh, the time man. of my life man and um <laughs> you could say from then on i was a gamer yeah nice every weekend i was playing on my 386 man every weekend <laughs> because at that Very time my mum. My, my wasn't my dad was chill, but it was more my mum. She uh, didn't want me to play during the week. Like I was right. like, you know, you have to do your homework and that. You know, watch a bit of TV, then go to bed. Um, but every weekend, man, every Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, I was in my room playing the three eight six. So she said that she she'd rather have you watch TV instead of playing a game. Yeah, huh, interesting. Uh, not not a criticism. I just think that. Some parents would prefer yeah. their children never to not to do either. But let me tell you <laughs> something, man. Um, so that was my first game, but and then I, then my dad saw me playing. I said, oh, "What's that, son?" I said, "I'm I'm playing King." And then me and my dad were going, looking at all the games that are on the in the actually in that folder. So yeah. me and my dad will play King. But remember, the most game we spent together playing a lot was Wolfenstein 3D. Right, yeah. That would have been uh, your first FPS and guess game. Who, and guess who found it? Because I wasn't the one to find it. Actually, my father found it. Your dad found it. And he it. started nice. playing it. And then I saw him <laughs> playing it. He goes, son, have a go. You were thinking, and I was playing it. <laughs> nice. And, and that was thinking, my... Yeah, and wow, yeah. And that was my first exposure to the first-person shooter, Wolfenstein nice. 3D. Fuck man, I played a lot. I played, fuck man. I don't know how long, like how many times I played it, but I played it a lot, man. So frequently, I was playing Wolfenstein 3D, the Commander Keen series, which was Commander Keen four, five, and six. Oh, sorry, yep. my bad. So I remember I played Commander Keen four, and I jumped to Commander Keen six, but I never played Commander Keen five. But I remember, it must have been weeks later. I stumbled across Commander Keen 1. And I couldn't Commander believe Keen it. 1, yeah. Commander Keen, because the graphics were... They weren't they weren't similar. So when Commander Keen came out, the very first one, that was the introduction to smooth scrolling on the PC. The first official side-scrolling game with smooth scrolling. That was Commander Keen 1. But right. the one I played the first time was Commander Keen 4, Secret of the Oracle, which... The graphics were, the engine was improved, better graphics, so on. So, so you sort I, of skipped ahead a little bit. So I skipped ahead, yeah. Because yeah. yeah I was only a kid, I wasn't really familiar with all that stuff. So 
with the whole prem like with the uh, you know with the Commander Keen series because you know my first time playing on the computer you know um yeah. so I remember I went to Commander Keen one and started playing that and then Commander Keen two and then I just alternated Commander Keen one two four and six so they were part Commander of my Keen. I was just yeah, gonna so ask Commander Keen yeah. was that did that follow a similar gameplay structure like Duke Nukem did with episodes or was it more linear? Uh, that was more linear, yeah. Because okay. in its own right, that's that's they were the episodes. So when he clicked on Commander Kane 1, that was episode 1. When he clicked yep. on Commander Kane 2, that was episode 2 and so on. So Okay, makes sense. Cool. So when, when Wolfenstein came out, that's when the episodes started coming in. Yep. Yeah. So, cool. But yeah, yeah, man. Um, What's so, interesting about Wolfenstein 3D is that yep. the 3D is a bit of a... Uh, marketing misnomer, misnomer really because yeah. what they did was to make the that illusion illusory effect they used what is it ray casting was it the ray that casting the, engine yes correct yeah, yeah. that's right yeah so they had the position of uh your character and they would uh render uh the actual on a what is it on a single plane to give the appearance that it's yeah. uh, in a 3d room yeah that's right exactly yeah spot on man um but yeah, I had endless fun playing Wolfenstein 3D, uh, Commander Keen series, of course. Uh, Jill of the Jungle, I used to play as well. Uh, for yep. everybody to know, that's a freaking awesome game too. Developed by Epic Games um, that made uh, the Unreal series, believe it or not. Yeah. Cool. Um, and then what else was I playing? Uh, Crystal Caves, that was developed by Apogee Software, uh, former known as the Duke Nukem Developers before when Duke Nukem came out. Um, and then also I did play Duke Nukem, but not Duke Nukem 3D as we know it. Uh, I was playing Duke Nukem 1, the 2D version, before Duke Nukem 3D. I was playing that. Um, and also I was playing Secret Agent. So they're, they're the ones that really stuck out stood st stuck out to, for me. Well, yeah. As my younger days, well, I must have played a lot. A lot I probably stumbled on a lot more DOS games, but just don't, I just can't remember him. Fair enough. I mean, Duke Nukem One. You can tell. You can Duke Nukem One. You can tell that it was probably wasn't as uh, provocative like the later games were. No, because I remember because they they were in like VGA, SVGA graphics and all that stuff. Like all the earlier right. titles were all in like SVGA, VGA, EGA. You know what I mean? All the graphics modes and that. Yeah. Um, so basically, they were like the earlier titles. Yeah. In the in the in their catalog, you know, like because there was a three eight six, you know, um, that was the catalog. What what was on that PC at that time? Right. So. And I remember. Um, yeah. Yeah, I remember. I just had Duke Nukem. I owned. I once owned a copy of Duke Nukem: A Time to Kill. Right. That was a lot more glory, a lot more. Yeah. Uh, Provocative. All the, that on the PS One. PS One. Yeah. PS One. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yep. I'm thinking. Yeah, but I remember having a hard time playing that game because how difficult yeah. it was. Yeah, and I, it, man, this is actually rather grungy. I can't sort of be bothered anymore. <laughs> so it's, yeah, I probably would have had a far, a much more fun time playing the original. Um, yeah, I, I didn't. To be honest, man, I, I never liked uh, Time to Kill, just because it right. was this very uh, the controls to me were very stiff. So they were clunky, yeah. Very clunky and. It was very laggy, man. Like the frame rate was a shit house. Yeah, but it was like you know, it is what it is, man. It was just you know, just probably probably it was just rushed. 
and I just wanted to get it out there, man, onto the PS1. Um, good to know. Yeah, good to know that yeah. uh, you don't seem to have a good, a high opinion of the Time to Kill because maybe yeah. that was the, maybe that really was like how to, it, man. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe that was probably the the worst game that could have been introduced to Duke Nukem. Mm, probably. Um, yeah. You even had yeah. um, a Time to Kill. No, sorry, sorry. It was um, not Land of the Babes, which was after right. Time to Kill. Yeah. Um, that was the same thing, very shit house. Yeah, it was more it was more marketed towards the consoles, you know. So they wanted the piece of the action too. Yeah, of course, three um, D realms, but didn't really wasn't really uh, that good. So it is what it is, man. But um, yeah, so like I was saying, they're the games that stood out to me, and uh, also I remember my parents took me to this computer shop in High Point. And um, they said, uh, if you like, um, Laz, pick out a game and I will buy for you. I'm like, all right, cool. So I remember um, I was looking around and I saw Wolfenstein 3D, the cover art for the very first time in its original big box. And I was saying to myself, man, I've got this game. But not knowing it was the full version. I had the shareware version, which only had 10 maps, 10 levels. Yeah. So uh, it would have been awesome. If I bought that, I would have had the full version. But right next to it was an even better game. It was called Doom. Looked at it. I was drawn towards it. Just the front cover looked freaking amazing. You know, with Doom guy with the gun in one hand and his arm getting grabbed by one of those demons. Freaking awesome, right? And um, I didn't didn't even... uh, From memory, it didn't even have any screenshots. So I couldn't even like figure out what the game was going to be like. But for some reason, I knew this game was going to be 3D and it was going to be first-person shooter. Probably just because it was right next to Wolfenstein 3D. And that's what pretty much... And you sort of drew drew the suspicion that they have something in common, except Doom would end up being more advanced than Wolfenstein 3D in terms of graphics. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I remember my father uh, came up to me and said, Oh, what you got there, Laz? I'm like, I got Doom. Let's, let's buy this game. I'm like, all right, cool. So my dad buys it. And uh, mind you, this wasn't even the full version. This was the shareware version. Um, because it didn't even come in a in a big box. It came in a clear plastic case with two floppy disks. Right. Um, so, yeah. So I remember we, uh, we drove so that, home. Sorry, so just to go back for a bit. Yeah, there yeah, are yeah. only some shareware version at first. Sorry, what was that? Sorry. They were only selling the shareware version of the game in the beginning. Yeah, the, yeah, the shell, yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. For what kind of... It was not... A, not well, well, the Ultimate Doom came out in 95, so they would have sold it. They probably, they probably ran out of stock and only had the shareware version. But I'm only going by my memory, man. This is 1996. So <laughs> yeah. It's a while back, man. A while back. So but anyway, I remember we went home. Me and my dad installed it, or my dad installed it. Right, and uh, my dad clicked on the executable file, which was doom.exe. I remember, I remember seeing the boot up screen for Doom with the little dots going around the screen, and I saw the splash screen for the very first time. I'm like, "Oh, this is gonna be awesome!" And then when the screen melted and went into demo mode, that's when my life, my my eyes, went in uh, a disarray of disappointment. When I saw the game, it running like a piece of shit. Oh no! Let me guess. 
Let me guess. Slow, slow hardware. Yep. Yep. Uh, yep. The equivalent of uh, nowadays where someone buys a game on Steam and they realize that their system can't even run the game. Exactly. So, um, yeah, kids, always buy new stuff. No, I'm joking. <laughs> check out, always, always check out the technical specifications before That's right. buying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was a, I was a, I was a, I was a noob when it came to tech, man. Um, like I said, my dad didn't know much about computers. You know, I wasn't much of an expert on computers. All I knew how was just to play the game. It's not to actually know where the specifications were and stuff with the PC. So yeah, I remember me and my dad were just puzzled why was it running slow. Then we figured out it probably it probably wasn't powerful enough to run Doom. So uh, I remember my dad was disconnecting everything. I said, all right, son, let's go and see my mate Mick at Stone Computers. Or at that time, Beehive Computers. And uh, I remember we drove down, and I think they had the shop in Marimanong at the time. So we drove down to Marimanong. And uh, I remember we took it in. And one of Mick's tech guys, shout outs to Mick, uh, one of Mick's tech guys opened up, slid off the case. I was looking at the motherboard. I'm like, yeah, man, it's not going to cut it. You've got a 386. Uh, what you do need is a, at least a 486 or a Pentium 100. Probably that's what he said, but deep down, I knew he said this was gonna. Well, this wasn't. This is not fast enough to run Doom, unfortunately. So, what my uh, I think what he did, he was running some benchmarks to see how you know how um, capable it was for running Doom. It wasn't capable of anyway. Um, and uh, I remember he was trying to free up some Dyson memory. He created a boot disks. So every time I had to run Doom, I had to put in a floppy and run the executable off the floppy for it to run Doom at a good frame rate. So I remember um, he tested it. It ran a bit faster, but it still didn't do any justice because it was yeah. a 386. Yeah. So if my, I'm not going by memory, but... If it was a 386, it was probably running at probably 30-odd megahertz. And it probably had 4 megs of RAM. And that's why I struggled. Right. Yeah, so... You'd have to get a new computer altogether, but... Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, um... So I remember we took it home, plugged it back in. I was playing Doom, E1, M1. And I didn't even have sound. There was no sound. Because all the, all the other games I was playing was coming out of the PC speaker. And um, it was basically just bleeps and bloops, you know? So if you wanted sound, you had to buy a sound card, a sound blaster, you know, and pair of speakers if you wanted to have that good experience with the sound. So I remember I was playing in silence. And I remember I passed <laughs> the first map. And when the second right. map booted up, that was it. I gave up because it just ran more slower. Yeah. Because the map was bigger, there was more things to do. More, um, more floor heights more. and more uh, draw distance. There you yeah. go. See you later. So, gave up. Went back to Wolfenstein 3D, and I never looked back. Yeah, even back then with PC gaming, you had had still had to be on top of the technical specs to determine whether or not the the game you want to buy or want to play can yeah, run on your right, computer. Yeah. Yeah, mm. That's the disadvantage with PC gaming because yeah. I mean I've been playing on Steam games for what for yeah. eight years now. Yeah. And even then, I there are times where I give a game a shot, yeah, whether it be a demo or even just say buy it, 
first time. And if I realize that I underestimated the specs, I'd have to quickly do a refund, which is pretty common. And yeah, everyone needs to do. I mean, um, yeah, I think especially nowadays with more games, the latest generation game are far more powerful that uh, you really have to make sure that you don't just get an ordinary computer to play them. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. So basically, you know, we're, we're computer savvy. We didn't know yeah. what was inside that machine. You know, all we knew was that this worked. And well, kids aren't we really, games, yeah, kids so. are not going to think about it. My parents were tech savvy, you know what I mean? They just, they just, they just knew the basics, you know what I mean? So yeah, exactly. for my father, you know, all he knew was this computer and all he needed it for was just to do some word processing and some infantry work and that's it. That's right, yeah. That's it. But it sucks. So that means that you didn't really get to play Doom in all its glory until several years later. Yeah. Damn. Damn, that would have a long wait. I did play Doom before then. I played Doom. I just go to my friend's house and play Doom. I just go to my cousin's house and right. play Doom. Right. Um, I remember playing on PlayStation. So I did play yeah. Doom, but I didn't have it. I didn't have access to it until years later. Yeah, fully, fully. Okay. So fully, yeah. So, but yeah, man, that's my first exposure, my friend. So, yeah, cool. Yeah, man. So, um, yeah. Any favorite, any favorite gaming moment while you were growing up with the PC, or yeah, with the PC. Um, I was probably Wolfenstein 3D. Mm. I had so much endless fun on that game, like just shooting and blasting away Nazis, Nazis. Finding all the hidden secrets behind the push walls and that. Um, and yeah, man. And just loving it. And just like, you know, because it was, it was fast-paced, 3D action, first-person shooter. You know what I mean? It was a game-changer for me because that was probably my first, one of my first exposures to a first-person shooter. Because I didn't know yeah. anything else. I didn't know any other first-person shooter I could compare it to. You know what I mean? From that time period, 1996. Yeah, aside from Doom, but you could. But I was blown away when I saw Doom. I was like, "Fuck, this is awesome, man!" But it was running very slow, you know. That's what disappointed me, you know what I mean? Why is it doing this? Because it's a three eight six. It's not a four eight six or a Pentium one hundred. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, uh, one of my play that would have had to be one of my awesome gaming moments was Wolfenstein three D. You know, because the technology was better again. I wasn't playing a two D game. I was playing a three D game, and that. And that was awesome, you know what I mean? So, I think it also goes to show just how, God, in a space of a year, that the difference between Wolfenstein 3D and Zoom would have been pretty stark, and how much yeah. that, yeah, that's yeah, in software was really leading like, the way. It's like, it's like when I first played the first, yeah, when I played, when I, yeah, sorry, when I played the first map for the very first time in Doom, seeing outside areas, seeing the skyboxes outside, seeing the lights flash, flicker, seeing the, um, the new different contrast of lighting. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I didn't see I didn't see that in any other game. I only saw that in Doom. So, yeah, just to, just for the sake of discussing it, yeah. how innovative Doom was, I remember yeah, yeah. watching the Netflix docu- docuseries, uh, yeah. High Score. That's right. Uh, okay. They're talking about how uh, Doom actually invited what do you call uh, multi- the multiplayer for first-person shooters. Yeah, on a flop. That's right. So that's what right, happened yeah. was on uh, yeah. a people. So they, to, they 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 you know, could have. So sorry to cut you off. They could have easily done it with Wolfenstein 3D. That's right. 
Um, but they chose Doom because it was more innovative. Yeah. It was graphically impressive. There were different level heights. You know what I mean? There were different, like, yeah. you know, perfect for multiplayer. I you remember when... Uh, you could do it for Sign 3D, but it's on one plane and it'll probably get boring. With that, yeah, you can go into a high plane and shoot someone from a lower plane. And that's just right. dart, dart across and do it again. You know what I mean? That's right. With Doom, yeah, with Doom, uh, yeah, because that they were only using what is it, binary space partitioning. Yes. So they were yeah, just yeah, dividing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the dividing sort of the the uh, level design on. Um, it was still just, uh, in an aspect. It was still two D, but yeah. it was an illusion of three D, just because, like you said. But in saying that. If you make if you map in Doom, you'll probably get a better understanding on it. Just because that's what I'm doing at the moment. I'm actually mapping. I'm doing Doom maps. Um, so basically, what it entails is when you're making a Doom map, um, this that's the kind of short. Everything's in sectors. So if yeah. you make if you make a Wolfenstein 3D map, it's just one plane. Draw your uh, blocks, and that's it. Put your doors in there, and that's it. There's not, there's nothing else to it because it's all one plane. But with Doom, you have to create your sectors, join your sectors, assign your doors, and then create your different floor heights. That's right. Yeah, and that's what it entailed and, in a nutshell. And as you mentioned before, with Doom, uh, back then it didn't really have uh, the ability where you had to look upwards and downwards. No. Because it was 2D. It was 2D. That's it. It was a full 3D. Yeah. But to tell you the truth, I actually found that satisfying when I played Doom the first time in a long time, about a couple of weeks ago. Yep. Just for the sake of getting reacquainted with it, because I didn't want to go through the nuisance of trying to peek down to see if there was an enemy hiding somewhere or pick yeah. upwards yeah. it's just yeah, i could even shoot off center and i'd hit the guy i thought yeah and some, some minimal effort and yet so much fun well yeah it was freaking awesome man yeah. you know um what i was going to say um but you know um talk about the multiplayer aspect um i used to play multiplayer yeah i used to play that with school we used to link up <laughs> 10 computers and play multiplayer no shit with Doom 95, there was a source port for the PC back in the 90s called Doom 95. And that's what we used to use because I had a player network support. Nice. So that's what we used did to you, use. So. Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't you once tell me in private that you installed Doom on one of the school computers <laughs> and you crashed it? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so I remember, so when I, when I um, gave up on playing Doom on my PC, um, I said to myself, where else can I play Doom? I've got it. Where am I going to play it? And then I thought to myself, I'll play it at school, at my primary school. So I remember this would have been in grade, grade two, grade three, grade two. I reckon it was grade, I've only been in 1997. So I remember I took it to school. I was in grade three. And uh, I remember it was around lunchtime. I remember I uh, stayed indoors Went inside the, uh, the little computer room. 
slid the, uh, the floppy disk into a Macintosh PC and tried installing it and it crashed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. and um, I remember I went apeshit. I was like, oh, wow, this is, this is interesting or whatever. You know what I mean? So I remember one of the teachers walks in and goes, Laz, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I'm trying to play this game. <laughs> Basically, it was uh, more or less an R-rated game on a public school computer. Yeah. <laughs> but you didn't get in trouble with it at all, did you? Uh, from memory, I don't think I did. I, I, no. I, I, I probably got an earful of it, but I didn't get in trouble now. Uh, just because they didn't know what I was trying to play. Like, I just had a floppy disk, you know? And um, I remember one of the tech guys, or one of the... One of the ladies there who was really good with computers and that um, was trying to fix it, and she was shaking her head. She was doing this, and one of the teachers <laughs> says, "All right, Laz, you can go." <laughs> so, I I take it that you corrupted the operating system, probably because it was app. It was a, it was a, um, it was a Mac OS instead of <laughs> Windows, and that's basically <laughs> if you wanted to play Doom, you had to have Windows ninety five. Simple as that. Far out. But even, even, sorry, even if you inserted a flop, uh, floppy disk that was incompatible with a computer, it's a bit of a surprise that doing that could actually corrupt the entire computer itself. <laughs> I didn't, it, didn't, it didn't like blow up or anything like that. This corrupted something inside the operating system and I remember it was this frozen or something. Because you know, right. if you remember, you know when the Apple Macs had that little time thing and it all just sit there? And the, yeah. and the and the and the arm will just go round and round and round. That's what I was doing. Yeah. Oh God! Now every time I think of uh, an icon spinning, I I think about the Max Rainbow Wheel of Death, and I often get very apprehensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Modern well, day that's Mac that's computer. that's the modern way of uh, sitting there waiting for the computer to load and for the Apple Max. But I remember it was the time watch thing, and the arm will just go round and round and round and round, and that's what it did. Yeah. And it just sit there. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't get in trouble, man. I can't believe. I said, All right, that's it. We're going to phone your parents for corrupting one of our computers. That's it. You're getting it this time. <laughs> because I was a little shit, man, in primary school, man. I skipped so much mischief. Yeah. <laughs> it well, wasn't funny. I man. guess. I guess the problem they thought, okay, well, we'll, we'll just. Yeah. Uh, it's just too bad that uh, some little shit wrecked our computers but probably not really worth uh holding him accountable for <laughs> <laughs> yeah wasn't wasn't really well, mean, that, that, well that that serves you right uh killer primary school for not getting windows pcs until later on so yeah suffer no, i'm joking <laughs> <laughs> nice but yeah so that's basically that's that's it man that's my exposure man so um yeah man good times man good times that's all i can say I guess it's really my turn now about talking about uh, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess we could lab- elaborate on other th- things we've uh, played as well. Um, yeah, but you, you can you can uh, you can start the second se- segment and pretty much talk about your uh, first exposure to retro gaming. Yeah. Well, first of all, uh, the very first time that I've interacted with an actual game was an arcade game back in. 1983. I was uh, only a toddler then. I, I don't think I was barely even three. Did you say? Did, did 19... I say 1983? I meant 1989. 
Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm thinking six years ahead. Yeah, I was thinking, oh, yeah. was he playing? Was he playing like all the old classics? Like, uh, I don't know what came out in 1983. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> it probably had to be Pac uh, Man maybe, and, and all that. Or, uh, <laughs> Donkey Kong. ET, the Donkey game Kong, that crashed the Kong. video game market. <laughs> Donkey Kong. <laughs> Donkey Kong. Yeah. Chris Buck, no. Meant yeah. to say 1989. Good year, actually, for gaming, actually. Good year for uh, yeah, what? gaming. So, yeah. Yeah, good, yeah. man. Very right, cool. Yeah. I felt like you are making more inroads there. But, yeah, yeah no, I remember uh, I was only two and a half years old. Yep. And uh, I was actually playing a little bit of the, the Ninja, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game. Yeah. Because uh, they used to have uh, arcade machines on uh, some retail stores in Kmart. And this was in Footscray back in 89. And I didn't want to leave the store until I could have at least played five minutes playing this yeah. game with the Ninja Turtles. Yep. And I think it was, I can't remember, did Konami develop the arcade game? Yes, Konami, yeah. Might have been, yeah. yeah Konami, anyway, yeah. as you can tell, and they later did Konami, developed Kon- the... Konami made some good games, man. Legit. They did. Awesome yeah, they games, actually, man. they developed a lot of uh, Ninja yeah. Turtles games. Yeah, that's uh, right. for the consoles. Yeah, uh, in the next four years after that. So, what so I remember, do, you, do you remember where you played the arcade machine? Do you remember where you were at the time? Or yeah, yeah. I mean, this arcade machine was just at the front of uh, just uh, out, just at the front of the store in Footscray. And okay. if you remember going through the Footscray Market, yeah, uh, it always you have to walk down the walk later into the store, and just in the yep. front of the store was was the the Turtles arcade machine. Right. So I had to get my dad to lift me up put it insert the coin so i can just play as one of my favorite turtles which was leonardo and i was just mesmerized by the fact that they translated the game from the tv show so well yeah back then yeah uh, my only regret was that of course me didn't have a- any uh, experience in playing uh, any games at the time i couldn't get further than what i did but yeah, yeah. i can tell just by li- so, limited exposure so you, you would have been Four years old at that time? No, no, I was born in 86. 86. So I would have been two, not even three yet. I was probably two oh, and three half. years old there. Okay. So I thought you were born. Yep. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, yep. That's that's a good introduction, man. That's a yep. really good introduction. Yeah. And I think nowadays, I mean, uh, you don't really see arcade. You don't see any arcade machines. No, you don't. In no. uh, supermarkets or retail no. outlets no. anymore. No. So just... Because, you know, you know, you know because... That was a good. Um, that was that was a good way of like getting these machines out there, so yep. parents could do their shopping and stuff, and then if their kids wanted to muck around, they could play on the arcades. Yeah. Teenagers I wouldn't be surprised. The arcades, whatever you know what I mean. Yeah. I probably wouldn't be surprised though, that another reason they got rid of them was maybe because they're probably in danger of creepy adults. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know, it could yeah. happen. It could it could have yeah. You're right. I mean, know, back man. in the late yeah, you don't know, yeah. Back in the late eighties, I mean, yeah, you could. I mean, I used to watch Unsolved Mysteries a lot, so especially yeah, okay. in uh, yeah. uh, in uh, they used to show it a lot on uh, Australian TV during the nineties, and they always yeah. kind of tell horror stories of kids being left behind uh, on <laughs> yeah. their own devices yeah. in the late eighties, yeah. and they would often get abducted. Just thinking about, it. yeah, I can imagine that some young kid playing arcade could get abducted by some. Uh, pervert. Yeah, but anyway, let's not go into that. That's the yeah. reason why we're discussing the podcast. No, but yeah. um, uh, that was my first exposure to uh, 
playing uh yeah uh an arcade machine or a game in general and yeah. uh, i just love the fact that even just uh like i said they translated the game so well with the graphics and all that they even got yeah. the actors from the turtle show to appear so you even heard uncle phil from the fresh printed bell <laughs> yeah, that's right yeah. Well. yeah nice yeah, the old, the old series yeah yeah, all, yeah it was awesome mm. but um i actually didn't really get a proper console until uh, probably around five and a half years later or six years later in uh, 95 before, I got before my you get into that uh, didn't you tell me you had a uh, apple macintosh before you i did yeah that's right that's yeah. right yeah yeah i had um yeah my dad he actually got a, a macintosh computer i think it was the the performer model performer so model. you had the, okay. the model i mean you had the monitor yeah uh detached from the actual base that had the floppy disk so it wasn't one of those iconic box computers mac box computers that you you might remember seeing at school growing up no this was a, a completely so, different what, so sorry to cut you off my friend um what was it called the performance model was it no performer oh the performer model yeah i believe so what particular model number i can't really remember it might have been either I don't know, probably six thousand or six uh, five hundred or something like that. But yeah, it was a much wider screen. Uh, excuse me, wider screen, um, and there wasn't really much games on it at all, aside from playing PGA Golf, uh, which was in black and white. That was a piece of shit, but it was the only playable game that I could actually interact with. Yeah. There was another game that I can't remember. That was more of a RPG. Uh, uh, space uh, voyage games sort of similar to star trek but obviously it wasn't star trek it wasn't as nice uh, do, as star you, trek. Do, you, do you remember what year it was when you had it 93 okay and uh this other game that we all only had Grand was games. this brick and paddle game okay, they just yeah. had to had to move this paddle along and hit this ball and hit as many bricks as you colored bricks multi-colored bricks as much as you can I remember the first. So it's similar to like Breakout, yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Okay, cool. I mean, uh, yep. I actually reached as high as one a thousand points in that game. I thought, wow, at that time, this is probably the greatest achievement I've ever had in a video game. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was an, uh, absolutely boring. But I'd often play around with. Uh, uh, I'm just sorry, man. To cut you off. I just found it. The performer yep. model. So it was a slick desktop computer, wasn't it? Yep, that's right. There you go. I found it. Yeah. Let's have a look at like hardware. It. All right. So it yeah. was like a pizza box. <laughs> yeah, you That's can what say it that. says. So you had the LC2 performer model. That's what you had. Yeah. There you go. Interesting. Um, upgrades were from five ninety nine upwards. Five ninety nine upwards. Oh. Yep. Yeah, but like like you back then, I wasn't tech savvy with yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. having a yeah. how to do with the computer other so, than using so it. So you're playing Outbreak. You say Star Well, Trek? similar, not no, no, no. Like I said, games that were similar to those games, but right, not yeah, licensed. Okay, yeah, that's right, yeah. not licensed. Yeah, yeah. So it was uh, Outbreak. So it was yeah. Okay, PGA cool. Golf. PGA yeah, PGA Golf. Golf. Okay, cool. With okay. Black and white. Did I have? Um, did I have sound? PJ Golf had sound, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, okay. Yeah, these games. I mean, the uh, the space voyaging, uh, space exploration game 
that definitely had sound, but I didn't understand how to play it because <laughs> it wasn't an action game. It was more like um, an RPG strategy game, but I had no idea how to how to even interact with it. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was. Uh, I always tend to neglect that. Yeah. And uh, it was funny though. Like you, I often played around with the word processing uh, suite uh, that you did with your Windows computer. Yeah. For me, I was playing around with the Mac equivalent, which was uh, Clarus Works, and they used to have these funny little animations that had to teach you how to interact with the keyboard and with the mouse. Yeah. Uh, if you clicked on something, press uh, uh, click on this. Uh, funny character, I thought, okay, I'm just going to pretend I'm actually playing a legitimate game here and pretend that I'm gaining yeah, points yeah, by yeah. yeah. dumb shit. But yeah. I, I, probably the worst moment I had with that computer was that I accidentally erased the entire hard drive on it. Wow. <laughs> so what happened was, <laughs> and what was stupid was that the, the they had the option on the file menu sitting uh, above the shutdown option. So it was called erase disk. So I yeah. thought, Hmm. what happens if I click erase disk? And I thought, oh, crap. It just wiped out an entire hard drive. <laughs> I, I mean, Jeez. at the time, I didn't understand what a hard drive yeah, was, but yeah, I knew oh, that yeah, all yeah. of our applications were gone. And oh, I also geez. deleted my dad's resume, which he kept <laughs> as well. He didn't... Jesus. Yeah, the dumb fucker didn't wow. even keep a, a copy on the copy hard drive. But, a floppy disk, rather. But, oh, jeez. Yeah, right. So your, your yeah. dad, so what happened when your dad found out? The whole hard drive was erased. Uh, I mean, he was rather. He didn't seem. He wasn't really that bothered about it. He was sort of resigned in defeat from memory. I thought, uh, okay. but where's my resume? I thought, I got rid of it. How do you get rid of it? So I if, clicked if, this. So if, I, if I did that to my, say, my dad's the, the 386 with all his infantry stuff, fuck me. I would have caught the pound. Not pounding, but. I would have known about it. So let's put it that way. <laughs> I think your dad is smarter than mine because he would have gotten uh, back up some floppy disks. Don't remember actually. I think it was like your dad has kept it all night. <laughs> oh fuck! All right. Well, in that case, yeah, you would have popped the head. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah that's so, um, okay. Because of that experience, believe it or not, because of that experience, yeah, because it's so convenient to wipe out your your hard disk on, yeah, on yeah. that Macintosh. Yeah. I was actually rather afraid to touch a computer for a long time. Oh, wow. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much, Mac. <laughs> thank you very much, Macintosh. You so, so, you must have, so you must have done the hard drive, the actual hard drive, and clicked on it, did a right-click, or you went on File, Format. I went File, Options, format. and then just, it was just the option bef just above, sitting above, shut down, computer. Yeah, I was yeah. erase this. And erase I thought, this. I was, okay, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Just by a simple click, yeah. it erased everything. <laughs> that's how easy it was, and that's and how. And it shut itself down, I believe, after an erase. Before it did, before it did, I remember that each <laughs> icon was disappearing in front of my eyes. I wow. thought, "Stop it! What are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> Exactly right. Yeah, I was shitting myself. Oh jeez. So he did have any? Did you have any software? Did you have any operating system software so you could boot everything back up, like the operating system? Oh, obviously, we. I don't remember what happened, but obviously, my dad was taking a computer elsewhere, and uh, he would have uh, 
uh, had, had gone in the computer print repair shop or something. Or, yeah, or, you, yeah. Oh, yeah, you would have installed it, re- repaired the operating system some, somehow where okay, you've yeah. got new applications, new programs installed, but yeah, yeah. obviously uh, we lost everything that we originally had. <laughs> could, you, could you imagine like you're there with him at the computer shop? All right, son, you're banned. You're banned <laughs> from using the computer. My dad would say, listen, my dad was so hopeless and dysfunctional, he uh, wouldn't even give us real proper punishments at all. He just really? probably, he probably would come think of it, he would probably deal with his frustration by pigging out at his uh, family's uh, flat in Footscray on salami or some shit. All right. So your dad wasn't really <laughs> the, the hard type. No one in my family were the hard types. They were hard among they were hard among themselves, but not with actual you know parental punishment okay. or anything like that. No, uh, yeah, because I always always copped a mouthful. It was either a mouthful or beating my friend when I was young. So beating, shit. Yeah, in a nutshell, yeah. If I did You're something up. wrong, I knew about it. My dad just you know, damn, that's the way it was. <laughs> right. But um. But so, yeah, look, tell you what, though, it, made, it made me into a tough individual. So, you know, it probably was for my own good. Maybe. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So that takes us back to our. Um, well, before I got my uh, Sega Mega Drive, yeah. Uh, my dad and I, we used to go to the Playtime Arcade yeah, in yeah. High Point Shopping yeah. Center yeah. back in 1995. Yeah. And then we used to, believe it or not, we used to play. Uh, quite often, the Punisher arcade game. That's an awesome game. Capcom. Yeah, Capcom. That's yeah, awesome that was game. a great game. I I often love to play Punisher. My dad would play Nick Fury and shoot Fury. cunts. Okay. Throughout, uh, I remember we took we spent about I think it was an hour and a half because uh, I really wanted to beat the Kingpin in the final level. Kingpin. Yeah, yeah, I want to get. That's this, right. Yeah. I'm going to get this fat bastard. I think we may have. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking of it. I think we may have spent about. Ten fifteen dollars uh, in coins just to get to to complete the game, oh, and wow. we even okay. held up a bit of a line because another yeah. couple behind them they wanted to play the Punisher. I thought yeah. you're not paying anything until I clock this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Uh, that, yeah. that was a yeah great great graphics and just uh, I just love the fact that you had that um, somersaulting ability where you can drop grenades on people, you, even especially when you. Uh, press start to uh, after you insert a new coin and you can continue. You can just yeah. automatically kill people just by throwing grenades automatically. Or where he does a little bit of a spinning karate kick, or Nick Fury, he just spins his sword around and you just yeah. get everyone at a win. Yeah, but if I remember right. correctly, I think you would lose a chunk of life for doing that. Mm. Mm. And Alien vs. Uh, I'll tell you what, man, I haven't played that game in, in a while, but um, yeah, man, like I'm. I'm Probably this weekend, I'm gonna go and play like a lot of arcade games, man. Just because, yeah, fun times, man. Fun times. Mind you, mind you, the challenge won't be as big because nowadays you can just uh, bypass the, the ins- insert in the coin and just keep playing. <laughs> oh yeah, fun. Uh, fine by me. Because those games were designed to yeah, make to make money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, do you remember? No. Do you remember? Back in the day, they used to have arcade lockouts. Arcade lockouts. Yeah. So, uh, what what used to happen, right? Um, if you knew the person there, 
that can lock the arcader and you pay him like 50 bucks and you can play all night. Oh, wow. I'll be honest, I did not know that. Wow. Yeah, so it used to be, back in the day, it used to be called arcade lockouts. And uh, if you're the person that worked there, you slip him 50 bucks, he'll close up, and you can play right. endless arcade games all night. Did it all, so yeah, obviously doing it on the slide. Uh, yeah. And yeah, that behind everyone's back. Nice, nice, nice. Now, unfortunately, we didn't know anyone who worked um, in that industry or any of the arcades to take advantage of that. But I remember, that was right. um, I remember uh, was, where was it? Um, Sunshine. I remember. Ah, right. I remember Sunshine. Um, I would have been in my teens and um, I remember it was late at night and uh, one of my, these guys I used to go to school with um, yep. after the movies, um, the arcade was about to close. Like, do you want to play some free arcade games, man? Or well, not free, but we'll yep. all pitch in like 10 bucks. We could play all night. I'm like, all right, cool. So we went to Playtime in Sunshine. So we just finished watching a movie, went to the arcades, and uh, he knew a guy that worked there. And he slipped in, we all slipped, we all gave him all up, it was like around 50 bucks. And uh, he, he shut the arcade down, but not the arcades, but the actual shop, to slip the, you know, the, the, the roller door, what have you. And uh, we're playing arcade games until like 12 midnight, one o'clock. Man, that's awesome. Yeah. Man, that would have been. Damn, I'm jealous, actually. <laughs> I'm jealous because, uh, <laughs> yeah, if, if I had known someone, yeah, definitely would have gone there. But it was, a, it was a popular thing. Like, if you knew someone that worked there, you just give him, like, 50 bucks. He'll shut down the arcade and we'll play arcade games all night for free. Cool, man. Not for free, but, you know, was pay him and unlimited credits, pretty much, for 50 bucks. Damn. Far out. Suddenly, yeah, suddenly my fond memories of playing uh, arcade games, like, Alien vs. Predator and Punisher on yeah. Friday nights yeah. don't seem to be that great anymore <laughs> in comparison. <laughs> oh, it was just the time, man. It was just one of those times, yeah. you know, like, yeah, it was the atmosphere, you know, it was the 90s, man. It was a fun, it was a good time to be alive, I reckon, the 90s, you know. I think everyone was more, yeah. more happy, you know, everything was more exciting to us, you know. Like, well, it's easier for us to say because we were kids as, as well. Oh, yeah, kids, but at the same time, I think. It was less pressure, I reckon, back yeah. then for everyone, you know what I mean? Because we didn't have social media, you know what I mean? We didn't have nothing. We didn't even have a mobile phone. Like, no one had a mobile phone. That's you know true. I mean? They were more, people were more interactive. You could talk to people. Now it's, you know, we go to like an arcade machine. Everyone's just on their phones or just, everyone's in their own little world <laughs> these days. You know become I mean? phone zombies. That's, That's the right. Problem. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah, man. That's awesome, bro. So you, so you, you loved arcade machines. That's 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 awesome, man. I, I think like looking back now, I think about it. Capcom really just yeah. enriched the experience. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. The Marvel games that they played, like X Men, Marvel, yeah. Marvel vs. Superheroes, yeah. uh, the X Men Street Fighter crossover series, yeah. and Punisher. Like I said, even Alien vs. Predator. You also was, you know, it's my favorite arcade games. Oh, my, one of my favorite yeah. arcade games. Um, the Mortal Kombat series, of course, yeah. Um, play that a lot, obviously. But yeah. uh, always Final had fight, playing Final Fight, yeah. And Simpsons Arcade. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it would have been pop. It definitely, definitely. I remember that 
come think of it, yeah, now you reminded me, the Simpsons Arcade. Uh, I remember seeing it also yeah. came out next. And that was also game. developed by Capcom. Yeah. Oh, not yeah. Capcom, sorry, yeah. uh, Konami. So, yeah, awesome game, man. Awesome game. Yeah. And believe it or not, that game wasn't ported to any of the consoles that were popular at the time, like the SNES or the Mega Drive. Um, yeah. The only, the only one I was ported to was the C64 and the PC. That's it. Yeah, I remember that particular game and I couldn't find it on any of the consoles. Yeah. So it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. It was weird In though fact, because all, all the other games like Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, they were ported to the home consoles. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was the Simpsons that was never ported to the home to the home consoles, which was weird. Because my only guess maybe it might have to do with the licensing. licensing I reckon licensing yeah. maybe, yeah. Um Konami couldn't get the rights for the console. I don't know, man. Um but it definitely would have to be licensing. I think that with Turtles, yeah, they probably want to explore the, the license as much as possible. Yeah. Uh, because even yeah, Ninja Turtles was was on the NES, the arcade version. Yeah. It was on the NES, and they got the yeah. license for it. So I'll think, all right, Simpsons was a popular TV show, but what's the difference with The Simpsons and Teenage Ninja Turtles? They were both very popular, you know what I mean? The movie well, just came Simpsons... out. The movie just came out. There was a TV show, and the movie just came out, and they created the, yeah. the Ninja Turtles to the arcade game. You know, you, right. you would think that the Simpsons wouldn't be any different. You know what I mean? All right, let's put it to home consoles. Let's make the franchise more money because if they well, release it on their home consoles, that's more money for the Simpsons IP, the creator of the Simpsons. You know what I mean? But it's, my only guess, know, man. my only guess. My only guess was that Simpsons was owned by 20th Century Fox at the That's time, right. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it would have been some, yeah, some, some kind of disagreement going on behind the scenes. Well, who, who, who knows? Maybe. But, um, yeah. I know that there were a lot of cheap quality Simpsons games on the home console. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. There was no. Like, there, was, maybe... there was actually no. There was actually none. There was yeah. actually no good Simpsons games that I could remember. On the home on the home consoles i guess that my guess is that they wanted to pay cheap dollar on the brand yeah they didn't really want to make a quality game because they knew if that they, if they if they released this game if they released simpsons the arcade game on their home consoles that would have been the best simpsons game or whatever they probably didn't want to pay extra money to that's right it. Yeah. Everything else. That was it. Because they, they, they had like they had developers like Acclaim that pretty much uh did all the home home console versions of uh what about LJN? Simpsons. I believe LJN was also responsible there. Yeah, yeah that was, that was <laughs> shit else too, yeah. LGN. Laughing Dumb. Uh what was the I can't remember the acronym that the uh angry video game nerd gave them, but yeah. LJN were a notorious game development. Oh, yeah. For sure. Um, yeah. Like, um, I didn't like... Because I remember after when I had my PC, I had the NES. That was my right. second exposure, was console gaming, which was the NES. 
But uh, I'll elaborate. I'll probably elaborate on that just a little bit later. But yeah, you continue on, my friend. So yeah, arcade games. How awesome is that? That's a very That's good right, introduction, yeah. my friend. Very good introduction. Right. And Alien vs. Predator is an underrated. Oh yeah, uh, of course. Yeah, love it. Of course, the, the best. Yeah, yeah best yep. crossover of that first two franchises ever. Now, I remember before I go on, LJN was always uh, derided as laughing, joking, numb nuts by angry video game nerd. <laughs> I know, I know. Oh, oh man. He's, he's, he's reviewed quite a few LGN games, so um, he's not wrong, man. Yeah, much, they to, are shit else. much to the detriment of his they health. They are shit else. <laughs> yeah. Don't get it twisted, man. They are shit else. But yeah, yeah. man. But right. Anyway, that's when, uh, that's when we're spending too much money on arcade machines every Friday night. So I thought, well, well, not me thought it, but my dad thought, all right, let's get your console. And uh, at first, uh, that the uh, a couple of uh, retail employees are warning him, your son shouldn't play Mortal Kombat because it's a violent game. So he's better <laughs> off playing Sonic or and there or Shinobi uh, or Streets of Rage. Even though Streets of Rage and Shinobi are pretty violent games, not yeah, as yeah, brutal yeah. as Mortal yeah, Kombat, Mortal violent Kombat, yeah, than yeah. But uh, okay, Mortal, Mortal, Mortal Kombat, Kombat really... didn't have any blood, though. You had to enable the blood on the Sega Mega Drive. Energy. I thought it was only for Super, Super Nintendo. No. You sure? First one. Because I remember. So if you played, so if you played Mortal Kombat One, there was no blood. Yeah. On the console really? versions, no. Because I remember uh, having a look at the console wars recently uh, yeah. over the weekend. Yeah. Actually, they there was actually controversy back in '93, where the Mortal Kombat ports for both the Super Nintendo and Sega Mega Drive or Genesis over there was called. It actually provoked uh, parental uh, backlash because how violent the game was. And there was a congressional hearing um, in the, within the government and representatives of both Nintendo and Sega had to explain their case. Um, and uh, I remember that one of the consoles, I believe it was Super Nintendo, they agreed to release the game on their port but without the blood in order to play the blood play the gore you actually had to submit a sheet code that's right but that was only number one only a number one okay yeah yeah, yeah okay fair enough yeah yeah well anyway yeah uh, yeah but i do remember you sure that so, they never played yeah so mortal kombat 2 with blood right i'm pretty so sure they did if, so Probably. if you so if you bought mortal kombat 2 and 3 they did have blood but if you played Mortal Kombat number one, they never have blood. Yeah. Okay. Because, because they just introduced the rate, they introduced the rating system for Mortal Kombat when it came out, and that's when they said, "All right, we're not going to have blood in our console ports." And that's when they, right. when they when they developed number two for the consoles. When they got ported to the consoles, they said, "Stuff it, let's have the blood." What's the point? This is Mortal Kombat. Right. This is not a freaking um, little. You know what I mean? Like a little kid's yeah. game. This is yeah. a fighting game. Let there be blood and exactly. gore. And that's what they did. That's right. So yeah. Yeah. that's when they said stuff huh? it. But yeah, number one, you have to put a cheat code. And then it'll say yeah. something like excellent or whatever. Or you're entering Mortal Kombat. And that's when you can pl play the full experience of Mortal Kombat with the blood and all that stuff. And fatalities. Yeah, and that's right. All that stuff. So yeah. I'm pretty sure that so you, you're sure that uh, Sega couldn't really play well at least in this country we could we couldn't play any more combat games with the blood first. What's that? 
sorry. I'll you sure that? <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. No, I was just asking. You sure in this country, at least, none of the Mortal Kombat games we were allowed to play the game with the blood on the Mega Drive? Um, sorry, could you repeat that? Sorry, I was just trying to. No, no, I was just asking. No, I was just asking if you were sure whether or not that none of the Mortal Kombat one at least didn't have the blood on the Sega Mega Drive. No, no blood, nothing. Okay, all right. There was only a cheat code that had to be entered for you to. So it, it had to follow the same uh, condition that Super Nintendo had in America. That's right. Okay. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, my memory yeah. just. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. it's. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So whoever sold it, so whoever, so whoever so was going to said no, this is not for you, didn't know that. There, there, there was blood in the game. There was there was blood in the game, but you had to enable the cheat code. For you to play the blood, so if you right. put it straight in the get, so if you just rip the country out of the box and played it, there'll be no blood. Uh, yeah, I should have clarified though that uh, he, my dad was actually inquiring about Mortal Kombat Three. Oh right, not number one. Oh yeah, God, yeah, yeah, it didn't it did have blood? Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. All right, that clear. Yeah, yeah, that clears the confusion. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. So I got my console, my Sega Mega Drive console around uh, i think it was october 1995 yeah um i remember that i got, had two cartridges it was a uh, two packs uh with multiple games on it first pack was uh came with uh through the three uh, sega based uh, sonic based games uh, sonic one and two and uh dr robotnik's bean machine okay. uh yep. similar to like uh tetris or Collins. yeah loved uh sonic one and two um just uh uh especially with uh, number two with how quick it was yeah and really just uh really emphasize that whole blast processing gimmick blast processing uh, marketing <laughs> bullshit yep <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah. right yeah yeah uh tell you the truth though uh number two was pretty difficult that i couldn't i never oh, yeah. really collected but it was awesome because you had a companion um tails yeah. that's right yeah so, yeah yeah was it? Yeah, but I was able to collect all the gems on Sonic number one yep. with ease right. in comparison okay. to number two. Right. But yeah. yeah, I just love how I just love how each Sonic game got progressively harder and more adventurous as time went on. But it makes sense with number two because in America they had their own um, what they call their own department, their own Sega Technical Institute, and they had to work with uh, the Japanese yeah. developers right. to make the most out of the game. Yeah. That, that game actually had a huge marketing campaign behind it. Oh, yeah. So that's why. Because that was, um, that was um, Sega's first successful mascot. And yeah. it's still pumping today. Sonic the Hedgehog is still out there today. But sold, uh, well, he's sold under the Nintendo brand now. That's right. Fuck yeah. Nintendo. <laughs> fucking Nintendo. No, I'm joking. Nah, fuck well, no, Nintendo, really. Man. Fucking Sega because they made a lot of mistakes. <laughs> With uh, a, lot of, a lot of uh, bad business decisions that got them out of their whole console business, unfortunately. Oh yeah, they uh, Sega Sega had a problem of um, not keeping ahead of the times when it comes no. to developing their um, hardware. They just their yeah. hardware just wasn't bumping. To be honest, like to yeah. be on a nutshell, Mega Drive couldn't compete with the Super Nintendo. The Nintendo yeah. pretty much outshined the Mega Drive. 
nowadays nowadays uh you, what i love nowadays is people make mashups of uh old new jack swing songs or even uh the fresh prince of bel air uh, uh song with some of the uh music from sonic the hedgehog which sounds great <laughs> awesome yeah, yeah. It sounds great yeah but i just love how the fact with number two especially how if you yeah. collect all what is it a hundred rings Oh, was it? I can't remember if it was a hundred rings or if you click the, the gem, but you turn into supersonic, supersonic and you yep. turn yellow yep. for a bit. But you, the, all the coins you collect, uh, it, some turn into a countdown and they uh, and they decrease uh, as uh, as uh, yeah. you go along, start to lose the coins. But yeah, just yeah. Be, becoming invincible is completely awesome. That was great, great fun. Uh, Sonic 3, I would say probably objectively the best game out of that entire trilogy yeah but yeah i mean uh it does take a fair bit of skill to actually play it uh awesome. as you go along hmm. um so that was the first cartridge um, that I, got. I, I remember when i saw son of the hedgehog for the very first time was when i went to high point and i went to myers and i went up yeah. the escalator and i went up to the fourth floor and do you remember they used to have kiosks of the kiosks of all the old, of, of the old retro gaming consoles like the Mega Drive, Super Nintendo, yeah, PS One, yeah. and all that? So I remember saying Sonic for the very first time at there was an entertainment store section, and that's yeah. when I saw the Sega Mega Drive. And guess what I was playing? Sonic the Hedgehog number one. <laughs> nice. And I remember I found. It. I'll be, yeah, I'll be honest. I found playing Sonic to be much easier than playing Super Mario. Oh, yeah, of the course. Point, yeah, legit. Is it just me or every time you play Super Mario, every time that little plumber fucker jumps onto another platform, yeah, platform you can't yeah. slide off. <laughs> I remember. There's yeah. a slight second and he just goes, yeah, he slides oh, off. Oh, my yeah. God. Just, it's, it's a, it's a, I mean, it's the, fun it's game. The, there's different mechanics to super mario brothers and sonic sonic's more yeah. of a like a roller coaster ride yeah without a doubt yeah especially if you if you're running Sorry, through that hoop, running in ring, spirals yeah. you know you can't stop it in Sonic of the hedgehog you have to run you can't stop yeah. but you do a lot right. of jumping yeah. there's a lot of platforms you have to jump on and do spirals and collect all the rings and stuff so you don't die um collecting all the power-ups and stuff like that but That's you right. can't it's not li- it's not linear like Super Mario Brothers, but Super Mario Brothers, you gotta collect coins, you gotta you know you gotta jump on mm-hmm. the goopers and all that. Then you go you have to go down pipes and stuff and collect more coins, and and it's more linear. It's more relaxed, but it's hard. It's harder. You know what I mean? Well, but maybe if he maybe Sonic, if he it's a different, it's different properly, mechanics. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be that difficult. Oh, jump yeah. and land. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah oh yeah, man, yeah. but look, I'm not dissing Mario. Those games are great. Oh it's yeah, just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but no, but nowhere near as difficult as Donkey Kong, especially yeah. Donkey Kong Country. Yeah, Donkey Kong. Yeah, yeah. Awesome game, level, awesome game. But that that game's just like Super Mario Brothers, freaking hard. The yeah, one it's, it's level, hard. yeah, the one level in Donkey Kong Country I always had a hard time trying to beat. Yeah, was similar to. You're underground at some mine somewhere. You're on some carriage. Yeah. You got to jump from one rail. To I another. think that's the second. That's the second. Uh, the second world, in yeah, in Donkey Kong. Yeah. Donkey yeah. Kong Country. Yeah. And then all the rails are broken apart. Yeah, the rails across. broken. You have to, you have to jump on the on the next um, rail. In that. Uh, yeah. I've, I've, I've been. Uh, yeah, I've been at that stage 
took me a while, but I have beaten it. So yeah, yeah it's <laughs> it is frustrating, but it's a warden road stuff because you get to, you get to see the rest of the levels. So I can just imagine just hearing all the Super Nintendo veterans listen to this podcast right now. They just say, <laughs> ah, "You guys are a bunch of noobs. You you don't know how to play." <laughs> I wonder why you. Yeah. Like, you Okay. I wonder why this guy loves playing <laughs> Sega. It takes no skill to play Sega. Yeah, oh, no, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. No, but uh, yeah, not just the Super Nintendo, but yeah, I can definitely, moments like that, you can definitely tell the difference between certain games on one console compared to another set of games on a different console. No, but um, the other ca- cartridge I had, uh, the first cartridge I had, or the second cartridge I had when I got my Mega Drive was... Uh, a six-pack uh, right. of games. It had um, Super Hang-On, the motorcycle game. Yep. Uh, uh, which uh, had this funky, funky uh, that was, uh, background. Um, that was a very popular uh, arcade game, actually. Super it was, yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and Sega just happened to be one of many ports. Yeah, of, that's right. Oh, Mega Drive um, yeah. happened one of many ports. It was also on Commodore uh, 64, I think. But yeah, had also some funky music that came along with it. Just, yeah, it was awesome. But um, Revenge of Shinobi is awesome an absolute game. classic. Awesome fucking game. Yep. yep, it was. Yeah, especially with just uh, it did get uh, sort of in trouble with copyright though because copyright it had a lot yeah. of pop culture characters. Pop culture characters. That... Each boss. Yeah, each boss had its own little pop culture reference to it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. but even though the problem was that uh, it had so many different parts of that game. Yeah. Uh, from uh, some sold in different countries where. Some of the games they had Godzilla. Yep. Uh, or some of the Spider-Man, had Godzilla. Terminator, Batman. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Well, it, for the Australian port that we got, it, Spider-Man had to be, uh, well, had to have the Marvel copyright, uh, to, uh, as, just as a legal obligation to, yep. so they could keep the character in the game. That's right. Um, they they even had Rambo. Um, level, level six when you're oh that's right uh, yeah. On, top, yeah. Yeah, on the, the top of the speeding train yep and you got this flamethrower guy with the red bandana yeah. that was from memory Rambo how Trump. many how many stages were there in revenge of the shinobi eight. eight level eight maps okay. yeah eight, yeah eight levels yep and that was uh, actually years later i didn't realize that that game had a, an alternative ending but you know yeah. where you get to the final level you got to beat neo zed and he's yep. throwing his we get you. It's like a big yeah. <laughs> actually kills you, which is amazing. yeah. And you got to make sure that you stop the chain from uh, unleashing this huge uh, cliff to yeah. crush your fiance to right. death. Yeah. If you if you fail and you beat Neo Z, uh, yeah, obviously Shinobi just mourns her death in this uh, half-ass little uh, anim- animatic. Yeah. Which is, uh, not bad, but yeah, kind of it's sixty-bit era. You can't really expect much. But uh, the otherwise, you just get the good ending where you try and kill kill New Zealand on time. Yeah, and also um, just. Um, I remember I loved um, the actual uh, sequence to the startup screen for it, where you had yeah. the bow staff and it was and it was uh, and it was hitting the the shurikens. the the shurikens. It was dodging it, yeah. and you saw right. him, and you saw Shinobi. And even the startup music for it was fucking awesome. And I remember yeah. even him sh- holding the uh, samurai sh- sword. And then he had the bow stuff. He's going ding, ding, ding. And you heard That's the, right, the, yeah. the music in the background. Fucking awesome, man. Well, the fucking title awesome. screen that you described, the title screen that you described, um, yeah. it had that Shinobi character. That was actually yeah. 
a still from a Japanese seventies Japanese, Japanese uh, ninja film, and then I think the oh, right. actor's name is Tani yeah. Chiba. So oh, that right. that was also another copyright infringement. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Like, yeah. yeah. What I did for a cheat code, what I always did, I found this cheat code from a, uh, a Sega Mega Drive guide that yeah. uh, was given to me as a gift uh, years ago when I first got okay. my console. Um, if you go to the uh, options menu yeah. and you decrease, if you decrease um, all of your shurikens up to zero and you just press and hold either the left or right button, uh, the numbers actually shrink and combine all together. And what that actually means is that you've got unlimited shurikens. All right. Okay. So you can play the game with unlimited shurikens and you don't have to worry do about you remember, running um, out. Like, talking about cheats, do you remember anyone who had a Game Genie or, app or the action replay cartridge to enable the proper cheats? No, no. I mean, uh, to be honest, uh, we were all a bunch of noobs. We didn't really get in too advanced. Let me, but, let, me uh, let me tell you something, man. Um, so before... So... Before PS1, when I really know what cheats was all about, for the consoles, there were these cartridges called the Game Genie yep. or the Action Replay. And what that enabled was proper cheats like unlimited lives, unlimited health, right? stage select, or even stage warps. So if you wanted to play, say, like, um, Revenge of Shinobi, that game wasn't easy. It was hard, right? Yep. So, you know when you had the health meter? Yep. If you yep. put in a cartridge and you look up Revenge of Shinobi and you input the cheats from your cheat book into the cartridge, take the cartridge out, put the cartridge in, your Revenge of Shinobi, and then restart it, you've got the cheats enabled. Nice. On the flash chip on the Mega Drive. So. Yeah, I believe uh, the Super Nintendo or even the original Nintendo had the equivalent as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 Me, even the Game Boy had it. Me. The Game Boy had yeah. one. The Master System had one. The NES had one. Uh, Action Replay or uh, the Game Genie. So they were like the proper cheats for your consoles. Yeah. Because the, the, the normal cheats to input without the cartridge were just very basic man like very basic cheats yeah like if you wanted a few extra lives or whatever or if you want to warp into the next level you can do that but if you had the actual card the actual proper action replay cartridge or the game genie there were more options and all hacks too those actual hacks as well so yeah. if you wanted to change the color of your character or you wanted to change the the uh the sky to a different color or you want the whatever in just modify the game you can actually do that with the game genie or the actually it was the game genie that did all that modified all the different binaries into the game so yeah, yeah. i mean all i had was there. really just uh, that uh, guide all i had so, was that game guide yeah. that i had luckily for like <laughs> yeah. saved me completely not only Streets yeah. of Rage, even even Sonic and even um, Streets, uh, well, like Shinobi, yeah. Like yeah, I said, Shinobi, yeah. uh, uh, Streets of Rage, that was the next other game. Oh, also awesome had. game, man. That's probably yeah, one of my favorite beat-ups on the Mega Drive, man, is Streets of Rage. Yeah. Um, you know, you uh, think, and just, three characters, you know, fighting your way through the streets of LA, wherever it was. I think it was based in LA, wasn't it? 
Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, obviously influenced in LA. It was one of those LA, games yeah. that didn't give the name, they yeah. give the city a name. And, yeah, um, but that game and working that, and working that, and working with the law enforcement. You know, you had your, yeah. uh, you had your little lifeline with the police car, and he shot that rocket and everything. All, playing, and, and there was a little circular of uh, fire going around the screen, and that's right, all yeah. the other characters, all playing, the, their opponents just died. And you keep on going, yeah. and that was fucking awesome because yeah. it was like, fuck, there's too many sprites on screen, man. I gotta get these <laughs> motherfuckers. All right, I'll load the rocket launcher. Let's playing, go. <laughs> yeah, if you're playing, um, if you're playing as a two-player, yeah. you'd actually fire a machine gun. Um, That's right. Yep. As if they was uh, firing uh, uh, mini missiles at uh, at the gang to clear yeah. the puzzles. Yeah. Uh, but I actually liked in Streets of Rage 2 and 3 that uh, they replaced that with uh, Street Fighter-type moves. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Because, um, I don't know, like, from memory, I think... Um, I don't know if there was more moves enabled with the six-button controller from memory. Yeah, there was, yeah. There was. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And uh, you, it didn't go as uh, complicated as the fighting games, but uh, yeah. if you could just... Uh, um, they had some slight heart combinations, move combinations where you yeah, had multiple, yeah, right. yeah multiple okay. moves, uh, moves yeah. very, very moves to, um, yeah, attack yeah, your enemies. But it's one of those functions where, where it decreases your life yeah. as well, which makes it difficult. So you couldn't really use them as often as you would have wanted. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. But what I love about, um, with the Streets of Rage 1, it was that the composer, Yuzo Koshiro, you could definitely tell he was influenced by house music. House music and techno. And yeah. uh, R&B, yeah, and techno, yeah. R&B. And New Jack and, Swing and all that. Yeah. Say, yeah. 90s, yeah. And I feel like, feel like a little bit, you, 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 it always gave me the impression that, man, I feel like I'm listening to Maxi Priest right now as I'm beating all these people at a beach. Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, like, there, was, there was some good levels, some good, atmospheric levels in that game man yeah um, and uh, also, but also you know that 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 game also had an alternate ending yeah yeah of course that's right yeah yeah so if you accept if you remember when you get to the final boss uh mr big um he um gives you the offer where you become his right hand man and i think from memory if you accept it you go back to level six in the factory but yeah. if you beat him again if you reach up to level eight again you beat him. That's when you take over his throne and you become the new crime boss. So you, that's the that's what's dubbed as the the bad ending. And the alternate oh, yeah, ending course. is the, yeah. that feel good ending where you're uh, sitting beside uh, the sunrise at a at the seaside, which is great. But I think that Streets of Rage three, yeah, probably it is my favorite, but it's way too difficult uh, to um... complete. Do you mind if I just play a snippet of the first level, the music, just to get the listeners yeah, sure. a bit of an idea of what it sounded like on the Mega Drive? Yeah. God, it's just that. Oh, man. Let's go back to memory lane. Ready whenever you want. Yeah. I'm just listening to it right now and um such a good soundtrack, man. <laughs> um 
he knew what he was doing this guy, this composer. He he yeah. knew what the what the people wanted when it came to music and games, especially this kind of game. Nah, freaking awesome, man. Yeah. I don't know I don't know if you can hear it. I can't hear it on my end. <laughs> yeah, I'm playing it right now, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Freaking awesome, man. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, man. I mean, they got better, but the, yeah, yeah, the sequel's yeah. not better, but harder. Yeah. Well, no, actually, I think Streets of Rage 2 wasn't that typical, but Streets of Rage oh, 3, yeah. Yeah. I could complete that game properly as if uh, yeah. I used one of the secret characters because, as you know, yeah. if you beat some of the bosses, you you can select one of them. Um, You can beat the kangaroo and you can select uh, them. I couldn't really tell you, man. I was more, I always used to play number one a lot. And I played okay. probably in a bit of number two, number three, but I was always drawn to number one for some reason. I don't know why, but yeah. But um, yeah, it was still like, number one was yeah. a lot more basic. Basic, yeah, 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 basic, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Especially love it how if you get, uh, if they throw you to the other side of the room, you can yeah. actually land. If you know how to press the button yeah. combination properly, because I, you know, because you know when you, you like, I, like in number one, right? I was really like. Love, like, you know, carrying all the objects and that, like, in the game, like, the pipes, the knives and that. And yeah. uh, I remember, like, you know, bashing the, the, the phone, the phone booths, and you get the chicken That's or right. the apples just to beef yourself up, you know what I mean? Your health meter and stuff. And even fighting, like, the end bosses, man, it was freaking awesome, you know what I mean? Like, you think, fuck, man, I've got, I've got this man. pipe. I want to bash yeah. this motherfucker, man. I'm going to get this guy, man, hard. You know what I mean? Because I've, the got, worst this, boss in that... I've got this awesome yeah, pipe in my hand. You know what I mean? Boss. Yeah. yeah, the worst boss in that game, yeah. number one, yep. is the, that prick with the claws. And oh, yes. And, yeah, 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 yeah. That and was... Um, was that the level two boss? Memory? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Level you got two, to fight yeah. him again. Stage twins. two. Yeah, oh, the the twins, yeah. and they're walking oh. and, they're, and they're circling around the screen and you're there going yeah. like, all right, come here, little bitch. I want to fucking, you know what I mean? Oh, fuck. And oh, even man. even the, the two female <laughs> twins, they're somersaulting everywhere. Yeah, I know, yeah, yeah. And, and, and you got to be careful that uh, they don't get you from behind. Otherwise, they'll yeah. just, uh, uh, they'll outmaneuver you and just break your back. Yeah. And you'll die instantly, yeah. if I remember correctly. It just pissed me off. Yeah. Oh, man. That's one of the things I don't miss about that game, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, good about, if you remember, uh, Streets of Rage 2 did have some, there's one boss that it looked like that it took inspiration from Alien. Mm. I think it was uh, yeah. level two or level three. There was this boss design that I can't remember, um, but the scenery was similar. To, it's been, a, I'll tell you what, man, it's been yeah. a while since I've clocked it, but um, yeah. I'm due for a revisit, actually. So uh, I'll definitely uh, keep you posted, man. Yeah, yeah, and also just I remember playing Golden Axe, the first oh, Golden Axe yeah, I had. Of course, yeah, of course. And the, the stupid, the pitiful little cries when you beat the villains. Oh man, just uh, hilarious. Um, and I also played that again on a uh, arcade not so long ago. I think I like the arcade version better. Um, of uh, Golden Axe, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I remember playing uh, Columns. Columns, yep, staple. That's right. Everyone had right. it. <laughs> I remember when, when, I, when, I, when I had when I went to someone's house and had the Mega Drive. They always had columns. Yeah. So that must have been the packing game for uh, the Mega Drive when it came out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And also uh, World Cup Italia '90. That was the wow. the soccer yeah. the soccer video game. 
and it was absolute. Yeah. That game wasn't good at all. I just liked the the music. That's yeah. That's a, just very, <laughs> it. Very reminded me of very South American. Yeah. Very yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah. That was the first first uh, dozen of games that I owned, and then over time ended up playing stuff like uh, the Batman '89 game. Oh, um, that's an awesome game too, man. That is. I, yeah. I had that on my NES. I had that on my NES. Yeah. But the NES version is completely different, yeah. It is, it is. Uh, yeah, and this game, the Sega Mega Drive version was a lot more faithful to oh, the film. Yeah. And uh, also, God, man, I remember playing a game called Another World. That was more like, um, it was a 3D side-scrolling game. Yeah. And apparently it's popular, but I wasn't a fan of it. And, uh, um, and, um, the, and, the, and the graphics all look really artsy. Like yeah, very, they were very hand drawn, very artsy style graphics. It had a lot of political effects that I remember. Yeah, that. That's I can right. remember. Yeah. yeah, that game was too ambitious for us for its own good back then. Yeah. Um God, what else did I I mean I even just uh, borrowed games from uh the rental store. The rental store, that's Sorry, what I did too, yeah. Uh, 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 yeah, man. Uh, God, I remember just uh, playing a little bit of Alien Three. That was Alien a pretty good yeah. game. I had that game too, I remember. Alien Three. Yeah. 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 It was better than the movie itself, I'll tell you oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, sometimes I'd play a little bit of uh yeah, Street Street Fighter Two. I actually yeah. like Street Fighter Two Turbo for the fact yeah, that I had yeah, yeah. Um so did you ever play the champion edition of um Street Fighter Two? I don't think I have, no. Is that that's not no, we're not talking about championship edition. So if you so if you play Street Fighter Turbo on the Sega Mega Drive, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. I always used to play the champion edition on the, on the SNES. Right. So if I want to quickly have a do a little so street so FF2 Champion Champion Edition Sega Mega Drive uh, Sega Genesis. Okay. So, yeah, so when Street Fighter 2 came out, so if you had the Turbo Edition, there was also the Champion Edition, and that gave you more additional characters. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, Turbo, that that was the that was the version that had uh, characters like DJ, Faye Long. That's right, yeah. Yeah, that, yep. yeah, that's the one that I, I enjoyed the DJ, most. DJ, yeah. Um, yeah. It was even... Uh, there was a Bruce Lee looking character too. I've got his name. Yeah, Fair Long. Yeah. Fair Long, that's right. Yep. Got you. Uh, yeah, I just love the animated movie. If you remember. Sorry, the... man. Sorry, guys. Uh, I'm more uh, Mortal Kombat, so don't hate me if I. <laughs> I like Street Fighter too, man. Street Fighter's awesome. Yeah. It's an awesome yeah. game, but uh, I'm, I'm just more saying... Mortal Kombat. Yeah. I'm just saying that um, if, you, if you remember watching the animated movie of Street Fighter back in 93 or 94, I think it was made. With Van Damme. Um, yeah, that's right, yeah. The movie, Van and Damme, yep. No, not, not the live-action movie. I'm talking about the animated Oh, animated movie. version. Okay, yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, there's actually, because Fail Long is proofed on Bruce Lee, and he was missing on set for this movie. Yeah. And then the director was getting frustrated. He couldn't find it. He says, well, what do you expect from Fail Long? He's an <laughs> asshole! Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway. All right, man. That's cool, man. So uh, you grew up with the, the Mega Drive... And yeah. um, in the and then afterwards I started I upgraded to the PS One. PS One, yep. Awesome. Yep. Played games like I own games too. like Apocalypse. 
Yeah. That with Bruce Lee, yep. Bruce Willis. Yeah. That was awesome. With uh, we anticlimactic ending, but it was yep. fun. It was yep. as a uh, running gun game, yep. uh, shooting demons and all that, and him yep. making uh, funny one-liners. Kill them, God! Kill them all! Let God sort them out. Yeah, Why can't we all it. just get get along? Oh, you that's want it. some too? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. System of a Down playing in the yeah. background and yeah. all those uh, hardcore songs. Had uh, I even played a FIFA '98? I had that. The World Cup uh, soccer uh, EA that was, game. Um, that was uh, one of the packing games I had with the PS1 when it came out. Yeah, uh, you were never really forced uh, no, a game. No, yeah, no. Yeah, I was more for fair my enough. dad, so I could play with my dad because my dad liked yeah. soccer. So, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, what else? Uh, yeah, I mean, I did have a lot, of, a bit of racing games like Gran Turismo. Yeah, awesome game, racing. Man. That's an awesome game, Gran Turismo. I gotta say, I prefer uh, Ridge Racer Type Four. That was yeah, probably my favorite okay. Game okay. of all time. With yeah. just the, saying how futuristic yeah. the graphics yeah. were, uh, the soundtrack was great. Yeah, it actually gave me a really comfortable mood playing it every Friday night because I'd take yeah. the opportunity to play it every Friday night back in 2000. I thought, oh, this is relaxing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was my chill moment playing that game. Um, yeah, I mean, I remember playing Mortal I had Mortal Kombat 4. Right. Um, yeah. And it was strange just going from that uh, really. I didn't like it, man. Right. I didn't like Mortal Kombat 4. I can understand I preferred, why. I preferred number three. Just because it yeah. was full three D and just the moves weren't weren't there. They weren't they weren't um smooth it did feel enough. Strangely stiff, yeah. the, the moves weren't smooth enough for me to enjoy it. Like yeah. Yeah. when he played when he played Mortal Kombat three, number two, whatever, the moves were just spot on fast in your face. All right, he's down. Let's go to the next stage. Exactly, yeah. I thought when I was playing and, number uh, three, it was more laggy, more stiff. Yeah. The moves weren't weren't there. And the oh. cutscenes, or the oh, fucking character awful, endings, were fucking awful. <laughs> awful. Yeah, fucking bad voice acting, bad fucking animatic, yep. Anim- yep. yep, animation. <laughs> but I still, in all, in, in its yep. all its glory, I'll say that much. Yeah, so. but I'll just say that I enjoyed it for the fact that I learned how to master the fatalities in that game. Yep. I couldn't do it yep. on the sixteen-bit. Right. Okay. Yeah, so yep. yeah, I still, in terms of. Uh, if, you, if you were to ask me though, if I could play 60 bit or you know, games, I'd take that any day. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, man. And so, Tekken, um, Tekken Zero 3. Oh, of Tekken. Oh, that's a fucking awesome game, man. Hands down. Yeah. Probably yeah. one of my favorite fighting games on the system is the Tekken series. Um, yeah. And my, probably my favorite one is Tekken 3, just because Same. the character selection, the atmosphere, and the graphics just kicked ass. Yeah, my favorite character was Yoshimitsu. Yoshimitsu for the fact yeah. that he just just looks alien enough, yeah. and just uh, I always wanted to use his samurai sword. Uh, would you call it a samurai sword? It wasn't really much of a samurai. Oh, uh, it was like a it was like a laser sword because it was glowing. Yeah. That's it was right, glowing. Yeah. Uh, um, just, yeah. And Eddie Gordo, Gor- Eddie Gordo, I think he was your favorite, wasn't he? Yes, just because. Yes. I don't know if you have, remember the, um, the, uh, the hip-hop slash pop group called Bomb Funk MCs. Yeah. He's like, he Freestyler. Like Freestyler just came out. My parents yeah. got me with Tekken 3. He could break dance, man. It was the style of <laughs> um, the Brazilian fighting. But, yeah, man. 
I, I was very drawn to Eddie Guardo, man. It's probably one of my favorite characters from Tekken 3. And I got to admit, um, you could button mash that character and he would be unstoppable. He'll he annihilate probably... you, man. He'll annihilate you. Yeah. If you play against yeah. him, say in hard mode, he will annihilate you, man. Just yeah. because. But I'm just saying, yeah. But even from a character. The techniques and stuff, yeah. you know what I mean? But even from a player's all point, all, view, that, all probably... the moves, he was. Yeah. It's just in your face. I was about it's to, crazy, yeah. you know? I was about to say, even from a playing point of view, he was yeah. probably the most satisfying character you could play because the bunny oh, mashing, yeah. of course. He was able to pull up anything. You didn't have yeah. to learn combinations by heart. It was awesome. Fucking oath, it was awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. Um, cool. So so was that your uh, your last retro moment in, in your... Uh... I'd say so, yeah, because okay. I never owned any of the PS2 or PS3s okay, cool. uh, going forward right. because of the fact that I, I realized that the problem with consoles is that they last for about several years. Yep. And then you'd have to uh, move on to the next one. Move on to yeah, the next one. Right, they kept yeah. developing new gen graphics. Uh, right. It was just hard to keep up. But also, except for PS2, I think that had the longest lifespan yeah. okay, of all cool. the consoles. I think eight, nine years. Oh, so yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was really... um it was pushing to keep up with the PS3 in terms of sales, but PS3 well same company man but they wanted to get much life out of the PS2 yeah when the PS3 just came out so but you know it's just one of those things you know you can't keep up with next gen hardware you just got to keep evolving no. man so yeah all right cool man so um. I'll go quick. Um, I'll just uh, keep it quick, just because of the time. Um, so after my three eight six, uh, my parents bought me a Game Boy Pocket, and I had Super Mario Brother, the Super Mario, um, Super Mario Land, Super Mario Land Two, Six Golden Coins, uh, Killer Instinct, Kirby's Block Ball, Castlevania, uh, Metroid Two, Return of Samus. Um, and I loved it because just because everyone had Game Boys when I was in primary school, majority of the kids had the Game Boys anyway. Um, so yeah, that's the next uh, retro console I had and I had loads of fun on that. Um, and then, um, don't know how I got the NES, but I had an NES. Can't remember though how I had it. Um, I think, um, (laughs) it was given to my dad. Right. And it was passed down to me. And uh, I had all these games and I was playing Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers 2, Bart versus the Space Mutants, uh, Shadowgate, uh, Metroid. Um, classics. Classics. Um, Swordmaster. Um, what else? Was mm, mm. What was that? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's all right. That's all right. That's the message. Good. Don't don't get scared, folks. False alarm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. I mean, right. closest thing I had to um, <laughs> closest thing I had to Game Boy was buying uh, a game cartridge of uh, Batman. Right. But I didn't understand that it didn't come with the actual Game Boy itself. <laughs> it was separate. Yeah. Separate, sold separately. So I thought, okay, I don't have a Game Boy, but I got a game cartridge. Yeah. I have to return it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's uh, funny. That's really right. funny. Right. Um, so yeah, so I had the NES, had loads of fun on that too. 
I remember. Um, and I remember my parent, my mum used to go every Friday night. My mum would go to the video store and uh, she would let me rent two NES games for the weekend. Nice. Very nice. Very nice. Um, and after that, my parents bought me... So I was bugging my parents for a new computer because I wanted to play Doom badly. Yep. Um, so instead of my parents buying me a PC, they bought me a PS1. Yep. Equivalent to a computer. But it wasn't a computer. Yep. It was a gaming console. But it read discs. Yep. So yep. I remember the games that came with PS1 was World Cup 98, like you just mentioned before, and Time Crisis without a light gun. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Good to know that oh, we both geez. have gaming loop stories. That's great. So I would struggle playing it just because it was playable, but it was yep. freaking hard with the controller, man. Because the dot on the screen was so slow, I would yep. die instantly. Of course, yeah. I remember playing, trying to play Law Enforcers on a Sega Mega Drive emulator yeah. years yeah. ago. It was similar to that, trying to yeah. play it on a keyboard, equivalent to a joypad, it's impossible. Yeah. You need an actual light gun equivalent. Yeah. I did well to get to the final level. I just couldn't yeah. beat the final helicopter boss, unfortunately. But yeah, yeah. always got to play another yeah. accessory sort of game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and um, after that, um, yeah, I had the PS1 and I had, uh, time, like I said, Time Crisis, World Cup 98. And um, I had the demo disc and that's when I found Tekken 3. And I told my parents to buy yep. me Tekken 3. I played Same. that. Uh, I had Gran Turismo. Uh, Pitfall 3D. Um, what else did I have? Um, Need for Speed 3. Um, I had Star Wars Dark Forces, which was a first-person shooter in the Star Wars universe. A lot yep. of people called it a Doom clone just because right. it was running under equivalent to our Doom engine, but it was its own engine in a nutshell anyway. Um, what else did I have? Um... I had Tomorrow Never Dies, 007, Tomorrow yeah, Never Dies. I had that as well, yeah. I had Wolf's Not Enough. I had Medal of Honor, 1 and 2. Same. Same. And that was it. I started collecting more years later. So um, Yeah. And then my parents finally bought me a PS2. But at that time, my parents bought me a PC for my schoolwork. And that was a Pentium 4. With five twelve megs of RAM, with a graphics card, which which was a Nvidia MX four, MX four hundred, with right. one twenty eight bits of memory, with a with a one point six gigahertz CPU. That was we're going back what early two thousands, are we? Two thousands, yep, two thousand two. Yeah, well, very nice. Man, I think just going back to the PS1. And then I had the PS3 and so on. And that yep. was it. So, yep. Just going back to the PS1 rather quickly. Medal of Honor. I think yep. the first one, probably my favorite FPS game of all time. That, it, and hands down, one of the best first-person shooters on the system. Hands down. And surprisingly, I didn't even know until uh, the other day that it was uh, had the involvement of Steven Spielberg. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. make it to, to direct the game to the make soundtrack, it as authentic as possible. The, the story behind the, uh, the game. 
Yeah. It was all, uh, yeah, so he was pretty much the co-producer for uh, Lord of Honor. Yeah. And uh, developers just wanted to d- develop a good first-person shooter, and that's what they did. That's what they came up with. And they had to... I don't know how Steven Spielberg came along, but that's freaking awesome. It is, yeah. That's freaking no awesome. Doubt. Especially just playing behind the, the cannon, and you just yeah. fire at will against all the Nazis. It was the most satisfying moment I was ever. Drawn, I was drawn more to the game just because of the music. The music was fucking yeah. awesome. Well, the music, I think the composer was uh, a Hollywood... Uh, music composer by um yeah. his name is michael giacchino that's right he's yeah he did, it really uh, it really helped you concentrate and it drew you more into the game yeah and even even the, the um the what do you call it the the ambient noises in the background like people the people like all the nazis yelling in the background the dogs barking in the in the crickets in the background and and the music it was fucking awesome man even yeah, the that, even yeah. the character animations when you shot him in the leg they would hop on one foot when you shot him down they would you know fell to the ground and then they would get up just gradually and shoot him again like, fucking how awesome is that for a ps1 game like, yeah for a ps1 game the the animations were pretty fluid they'll, they'll better they'll, 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 those yeah. animations because back then goldeneye came out so this is probably around 97 when goldeneye came yeah. out and they had the best animations to the console, like the best death animations and whatever. Right. But I had to get, take a game like Medal of Honor, which took two years later to kill it, to, to kill yeah. off Goldeneye. Yeah, but, it was yeah. just... Uh, yeah, like I said, yeah, Medal of Honor, yeah, and as it wasn't, you say, And yeah. it wasn't laggy. The game wasn't laggy. I can remember being one lag incident in the game. Sure. Yeah, it probably it was, was a little a, bit of lag, but I can't remember being laggy. Say, like, say if there was a big explosion and there was things going on in the background and stuff, and you saw these enemies yeah. just coming at you, I didn't notice any lag. So they did yeah. a fucking awesome job, man. They did. Shout yeah. out to EA I, back in the day, man. They were freaking awesome. They killed yeah, it. It was a pretty, yeah, it was a pretty. I'd say it's a bit of a pioneer when it comes to sort of war F- yeah, FPS game. FPS, yeah. Yeah, just for the fact that well, they would have they would have took inspiration from Wolfenstein 3D. Yeah, let's make Honestly, a proper yeah. Nazi game. Let's make a proper first person shooter of War II with Nazis. That's let's right. do it. They did it. There you go. Yep. Wolfenstein so, was yeah. more ultimate universe though. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas this one, it felt like I was going through a history lesson as I'm enjoying history killing lesson. Nazis. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was more of a made-up story. Um, yeah, Middle of Honor was based on real-time events with yeah. with a with a uh, with a character named Jimmy Patterson. So yeah. there you go. There you go. All right, man. Yeah. So there we go, man. That's pretty much everything in a nutshell, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. So episode one of the Two Big Gamers podcast, gaming memories. Uh well, anyway, um, thanks, David, for uh, being a part of the uh, first episode and for more episodes to come because you are going to be part of this show. And, um, yeah, man, um, for the listeners out there, stay in tune for uh, episode two. Um, and, yeah, we'll uh, be talking about our next topic. And um, for those who don't know, probably we'll be talking about the console wars of Australia. Sega versus Nintendo. What do you reckon, David? Uh, I'm look, I'd be looking forward to that, without a doubt. Yeah. Although trying to find 
specific data relating to Australia is turning out to be far more difficult than I thought it would be. But yeah, yeah that is definitely another topic that and, uh, um, I definitely need to talk about in depth. Yeah, and uh, I've actually got another mate of mine who's uh, willing to also elaborate on the on the topic. So um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this actually. So uh, what was more yeah. popular in Australia? The Sega Mega Drive or the Super Nintendo? Find out <laughs> in the next episode. All right, David. Uh, anyway, mate, thank you for uh, being a part of uh, for my, on my podcast, all our podcast. And um, yeah, I guess we'll, uh, we'll uh, record another one very soon. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Lars. I'll speak to you guys later. All right, then. Take it easy. Bye. Bye.